AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey everybody, welcome to Mini Crush Monday. I'm here with Noel. Uh, our country is on fire and in the toilet. But other than that, everything's great. Other than that and the pandemic, things are wonderful. Yeah, I described it to a friend of mine as like, we're living inside a fucked up snow globe nested inside an even more fucked up snow globe. It's a very imprecise image, but you know, I think it holds... Uh, but oh, snow man. globes are wonderful and lovely. <laughs> but it's a fucked up snow globe. It's oh, like a, a fucked it's up a, snow it's globe. A, it's, yeah, it's like the snow okay. is like, you know, coronavirus shaped instead of you know, oh, lovely snowflakes. You. I'm with you. I don't know. Uh, I was I'm moving all weekend while uh, this stuff was really hitting Oh, shit. Yeah, look at you. Yeah. But I'm, I just mean, so like I was... Other than the fact that I kept last minute receiving these curfew notifications on my phone five minutes before the curfew kicked in. So I was like at my old house, like, you know, cleaning. And then I had to haul ass home because apparently what does curfew they're not mean? you have to be in your house. You have to be in your house and they're not fucking around. They like, you know, there was like these two Atlanta cops that ripped these young students uh, out of their cars, smashed the window and tased them. Because they were, uh, that's breaking the law. That's being unlawfully assembled if you're out past curfew. And they can chase you down. I mean, can is, you know, Mm -hmm. a strong word. But they will chase you down and beat the shit out of you if you're out past 9 o'clock or whatever time it is. Oh, man. It's it's been a tough week, everybody. Tough, tough stuff. 
uh, you know, I put a post on the Movie Crush page that, you know, we, we kind of try and just keep it to movies and entertainment totally. to give people a little break. And I just didn't want people to think that I'm oblivious or anything no. like that because I'm not making a big stand on social media. But everyone knows uh, who we are and what we stand for. And uh, I hope our little corner of the Internet is is a nice is a nice little respite for folks. Uh, but that's not to say that, um, you know, you should ignore what's going on at all, of course. Totally. But I'm glad people take breaks and come and hang out on the Movie Crush page and mm-hmm. uh, support one another and stuff like that. It's it's really a great, great page and good, good people. Well, we had even on some of the other shows, I like, talked about, you know, oh, should we not publish a show today because of all the stuff that's going on? And we ultimately decided, like, no, I think it's better if we publish. And then if people want a break, it gives them a place to have that break, you know? And yeah. You know, obviously we have opinions about this stuff, but I think it's in many ways on left best left to others to fully unpack or or certain shows. A show like Ridiculous History is an entertainment show that is meant to educate and make people kind of ignore some of this stuff. Same with Movie Crush. So that's how we ultimately kind of decided. Yeah. Guess what? uh, Stuff You Should Know episode is dropping tomorrow, which will be this past Thursday as you listen to this at home uh Tiananmen Square <laughs> was it was this was not planned or it was not, not planned uh it just kind of came up that way and uh you know clearly after we in fact we recorded a little bumper at the beginning where we were like you know we didn't plan this but it's super mm-hmm. relevant and if you yeah. think shit like this can't happen here then you're not paying attention because yeah. it very much can and kind of is in some ways uh, uh, not I, I would don't want to so. be hysterical. They're not mowing people down with machine guns like they did in Tiananmen Square. But um, it is uh, I hate the, the term slippery slope, but it is indeed that it is at the very least an escalation of some yes. of the things that we've been seeing and a uh, proof positive that this individual is willing to go farther than maybe we even thought he would go. <laughs> And that's yeah. all we that's all we need to say about it, I think. All right. And that's all I need to say about that. Uh-huh. Where's so, Forrest Gump when you need him, man? You know? I mean, really. He'd know what to do. <laughs> you know that movie hasn't aged well for me. Have we talked about that before? I it hasn't aged well, period, I think. Yeah, it's true. I agree. And part of it is just uh I don't know. I don't want to trash it. I liked it at the time, okay, but I remember even special effects-wise at the time thinking, ew, this uh, historical footage they're inserting for us into doesn't look great now, and it's not going to look great six months or a year from now or ten years from now. Like the composite stuff, like the handshake or yeah, I didn't, pants or whatever? Uh-huh. I don't, they just didn't have it. Uh, I don't think they had perfected it then, and I don't know if I would have done that if I was Mr. Zemeckis. People Wasn't were. that Zemeckis? L- Zemeckis, yeah. yeah, people were loving it at the time, man. Sure, they, they, they was it was praised. Uh, what did I not realize was Zemeckis? Oh, obviously he did all the Back to the Future movies, and then he did that. It was Forrest Gump that I kind of had forgotten was Zemeckis because I recently uh, did a marathon Back to the Future uh, situation, watched all oh, yeah? three. Uh, first two are just magical. They're made of magic. I love every second of them. Third one, I kind of like was in and out a little bit, but it also might have I might have been Back to the Future overloaded at that point. But um, I'll, I'll give it another shot. I definitely remember liking it and seeing it in the theaters. But one and two are just damn perfect movies. 
I don't know that I, I mean, I've seen the first one 50 times. I don't know that I've actually seen the second or third more than once, mm. believe it or not. I love the second one. The second one, that's the one with the, yeah, it's the one with the sports almanac, you know, where like old Biff comes to new Biff and tells him to steal a sports almanac. And so yeah, I think it's <laughs> so he can bet. And then he becomes, honestly, he becomes this kind of Trumpy mogul living in this ivory tower controlling uh-huh. the police. It's actually pretty relevant now, too. And it took place in 2015, which is interesting because, you know, we, we really did not have the, the 2015 of Back to the Future 2, unfortunately. Yeah, it's always fun to look at movies that are you are past in years that they say was the future back then. Uh, you know, Blade Runners. Actually, Blade Runner. What what year was that set? Ooh, I should I don't know recall. this. Noel, can you look that up? I absolutely can. I mean the 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 sequel was twenty forty something. I can never remember numbers like that. Where's my browser button? Here we go. When. Was Blade Runner set? This is a segment we call Typing with Noel. 2019, baby. Oh, shit. That's right. Because I remember last year there were uh, posts about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. funny. And I watched, um, and this this little teaser coming up, I'm having a Flophouse special, a series of three episodes with each of the hosts of the Flophouse, the great, great uh, bad movie podcast on Max Fun with Stuart Wellington, Dan McCoy, and Elliot Kalin. And uh, I'm having Stuart on, and he picked, I don't know if you've seen this, I'm not a big martial arts films guy, but he picked Ricky O, The Story of Ricky. Have you ever seen that? That's just the one with like that famous uh, gif of the guy's head exploding, right? Like, From The like Daily a, Show years ago. The Daily Show, that's it. Yeah, for, for sure. Yep. No, it's, I, I have not, yeah. <laughs> Are you into those movies? Uh, no, I, I mean, I, I had a little Bruce Lee period when I okay. was a kid, mainly because I really liked The Crow, and so I, like, got into Brandon Lee and found out about all that, and then I was like, oh, his father was this, like, famous martial arts guy, I should check some of these out, and so I watched Enter the Dragon, oh, I was also really into Mortal Kombat, Enter the Dragon was very oh, much okay. what Mortal Kombat, the video game was based on, but no, I have not, I have not seen more than a handful of, of those types of movies. I haven't either, and I was always, and I'm going to tell Stuart this when we record, I'm recording four three movie crushes today, um, including this one. Uh, Stuart and I record in three hours. I'm going to tell him the same thing, that I, I've always wanted to be a martial arts movie guy, but I never have taken the time to really watch many of them. But Ricky O, ooh, boy, that movie is something else. Some of the most creative, goofy, cheesy gore I've ever seen in my life. Like the eyeball gouge count is off the chain. It's off the charts, Noel. I watched a good eyeball gouging movie. It's a Lucio Fulci movie called The Beyond. Uh, and it's about like a haunted, like, I don't know. It's in New, it's set in New Orleans. And it's about like, it's like this hotel that's situated on top of the gates of hell or something. And it's got like, it's got melting faces. There's a scene yeah. where these tarantulas eat this dude's eyeballs and tongue. But it's like, <laughs> it's, it's hilarious, the shot, because the shot is like, okay, the tarantulas are coming and they're clearly real tarantulas. But then when they actually get on the guy's face, they're clearly like yeah. these just furry like dollar puppet store. 
things <laughs> and and the tongue is clearly fake and everything is fake but it's still yeah. you know makes you squirm but man uh it's it's a lot of fun um the lucio fulci who did like uh zombie he's sort of a famous italian schlocky yeah. you know gore splatter kind of um impresario guy but i recommend it it's, it's a fun out. so it's on Amazon or one of those streamers. Well, I quite enjoyed Ricky O. It was, uh, I don't know that I'm going to go down the martial arts film uh, rabbit hole so much, uh, but I enjoyed my time. It was 90 minutes of just kind of goofy fun, good, poorly dubbed, sort of straight up exactly what you think when you think uh, Kung Fu martial arts classic. And uh, the reason I thought of that was because it was set in... 2001 when prisons have become completely privatized and i was like oh, of course boy. <laughs> oh boy <laughs> ho ho hey hoa all right Noel. so uh oh by the way too uh speaking of back to the future uh, we had to and, and i think you know this had to release our first uh classic episode aka rerun because the spinal tap episode with brian cook of blitz and trapper was a fail, and ah. that's the first show we've ever lost on, in whole, and it was very, very disappointing. I'm sorry, man. Can you it's imagine just, you know. recording a whole episode of of Golden Nuggets, and it just gets lost? Was it just glitchy or something, or there was a there was yeah, it was on it was yeah. on his end. I mean, I'm not blaming Brian, but no, it, no, no, no. He, well, he tested it and it worked, and then it didn't. Of course. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we're doing so many of these shows remotely and especially interview shows where it's guests that are doing like one offs and you haven't like done totally. it a bunch of times with them. I mean, it's 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 a crapshoot a lot of the time and it's no one's fault. It's just sometimes tech doesn't work like it's supposed to. Yeah. And that's why I'm trying to stick mainly to uh, in-house uh, iHeart folks and then just other podcasters because they're all super set up. And uh, again, not knocking Brian, he he tested it and it worked when he tested it and then it just glitched out no good can't glitch it out no all right unless that's your thing you know unless you're like doing like <laughs> noise music or something and it's for unless effect. your name is <laughs> captain glitch yes exactly the glitch mob Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, 
those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. All right, so we're going to move on to our first little social category. Social studies on movie crush. And uh, I posed this. I'd never got to this. We did this a few weeks ago on the social meds. Uh, and here was the question, Noel. Would you love... I'm sorry. <laughs> Good Lord. My eyes aren't even working yet. I said, I would love to hear your thoughts on the possibility of movies being simultaneously released on demand and in theaters from now on, like regardless of what happens with uh, the coronavirus. Because, you know, there was a big stink that certain uh, studios are not working with certain theater chains and vice versa, and they're drawing lines in the sand. And I was just sort of wondering what people thought about uh, a future where on Friday, a movie gets released at home and in the theaters, and it's your choice whether or not you want to go and see it in the theater. Do you have an initial thought? Yeah, well, I mean, it's certainly been a thing that's come up a bunch just in because of, of, of what's going on right now. But I know plenty of people and and I certainly feel that certain movies I could take or leave in the theater that maybe right. I have a curiosity of wanting to check it out. But do I feel like the big screen, you know, is going to serve it in any like meaningful way? Uh, if the answer is no, then hell yeah, I'd, I'd pay a little bit to see it at home if I just wanted to like be in on the conversation, but didn't necessarily want to. Right. Make it a theater going experience, you know. What's your price um, point? Well, I, 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 you know, I, like we were saying, I mean, if I'm watching it with like a couple of people, I think twenty bucks is more than fair. If I'm watching it by myself, meh, I might balk at that a little bit, you know. Yeah, I'm not sure. No, I get it. I'm Let used me ask to you paying, this: <laughs> you know, five bucks, three bucks, maybe six bucks to rent something on Amazon, you know. So that's sort of where I'm, where I'm at in my head. If you watched it. A movie with a $20 movie with four friends. Would you collect $5 from each of your friends? (laughs) No, of course not. But it would be the the, it's 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 more of a psychological thing. You know what I mean? So you would spring for it? Absolutely. Okay, good. That's the right thing to do. Test? No, you know, every hey, if someone I I get it, there are different uh, everyone's in a different financial situation. And if friends want to get together and throw in three bucks a piece and Venmo each other, that's great. I got no, you know, obviously not judging that. That's a wonderful thing. By the way, if if I sound more echoey than I usually do, it's because I'm in my giant new office slash studio and it doesn't have any treatment yet. It's full of boxes and has a couch here that's hopefully soaking up some of that. But This is my very first time recording anything in here so i have no idea what it sounds like but i think i think it's gonna be okay i'm really excited yeah, about no. the space and i am too and i have no sense of it uh because it's just bare walls and a couple of doors and keyboards leaning against the wall and boxes that's right so i look forward to you getting up your cool artwork and getting all mm-hmm. set up that'll be great I'm going to get some of those panels, those cool gray panels to like, you know, treat the corners and stuff. I'm going to go all out, Chuck. I'm going to go all out. You should get these colorful ones like I got. 
Yeah, maybe not. No. <laughs> You're a gray tone guy. <laughs> Fuck I like you. The, I like, hey, look, man, I want to get something that matches my mid-sense modern couch. Okay, bro? Oh, God. All this right. It's kind of a, a teal. What do you know about the mid-century, you millennial? I read a book once. <laughs> once! All right. So I... Uh, that's one more than Donald Trump's read. Hey, so we're going to... Um, we're going to start with Lillian Rolf because she's at the top of the list, and I always like to honor those people. She said, I love it, uh, mostly because as a parent of an uh, immunocompromised child, it's going to be a long time before my family is comfortable going to a movie theater, uh, and I'll pay the $20 rental fee. Lillian, uh, that is a great, great point. I'm sure this benefits a lot of people who uh, maybe have a harder time going out for uh, one of a million reasons, so I could totally see that. Uh, Benjamin Johnston says, I think it's kind of sad. The reason your podcast is so great is that movies are such an experience for us all. There's something to be said about an entire room full of people sharing the same experience, good, bad, or awful. I get that, too. There's no wrong answer here, Noel. There usually aren't on these, uh, on these, Chuck. No, sometimes it's a trivia question. There's a trivia <laughs> question. There could definitely be a wrong answer, but we don't really do so many of those. Uh, my buddy, old pal, Charles Martin Akers says this, I typically don't make it to the movies in the theater anymore. I'll sneak out for a late weekday show still sometimes. I've been stacking up my Google Play collection over the last five years. Anything I'm mildly interested in, I usually buy it on the VOD release. That said, I've spent money on the rentals in the last couple of months, Invisible Man, The Hunt, Trolls World Tour. Uh, these are movies I would have just waited to buy and skip the theater. Mm. But he said he would, he can't wait to get back to the theater for his favorites. You're a midday matinee sneak away kind of guy. A, a, a <laughs> thousand percent. It's <laughs> my favorite midday thing. matinee sneak away. That's me. Like that. That's what they call me. Yeah. I love that more than anything. I think it's so funny though. That, I mean, it seems from everything we know, we've talked about this before, not to be redundant, but those three or four we just mentioned did pretty well, right? With mm -hmm. the VOD stuff. So why so. why haven't we seen any more? We know there's so many. Are they just like banking on things opening back up? Like I it feels like know. even if even if they open back up, they're not going to be able to sell full capacity theater I mean, they're gonna have to maybe just release fewer movies in the theaters and have half as many people in each theater but even that seems logistically weird and it's not entirely quote-unquote yeah. safe if you're boxed into a room with people it's sort of the illusion of safety if you're skipping rows like you know you're still recycling the air in the in the i don't know man well and the thing too is that i think a lot of people may not consider is these um Production companies, distributors, everyone who makes money off of a movie being released in the theater, um, they're businesses. I know they are gargantuan, but you got a balance sheet still. And when no money is coming in, like how long can you wait on releasing Top Gun and James Bond that you've already sank all your money into to make? Like they've got a negative balance on all those movies right now. And the yeah. movie theater release is what makes that money back. So like how long can a movie studio sustain a year of no money coming in like that? Like I think it's going to take a, t a big ballsy sort of move by one studio saying, you know what? We're going to fucking throw Top Gun out there like a big tent pole in, in, for your home viewing pleasure and see what happens.
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You you've got some kind of scuttlebutt in the uh, in the production side of things. Have you heard anything about when production's supposedly going to restart? I've heard it. I've heard like July, but that seems really pie in the sky kind of to me. You know. I don't well, know. I know they just released a twenty-two page, um, sort of best practices. How do we get back to work thing? Um, I'm not exactly sure. I know our buddy Robert Paulson uh, here on the on the page, longtime listener. He's a, a locations guy, and I think he sent us an email that that was. I don't know if he contributed to that one, but he was involved in some sort of the, some of the you know because they talked to. I'm sure all kinds of crew positions on, sure. hey, what would it take? What do you think you can do in your – because every, every crew position in every department has their own specific challenges. So it's smart to look to them for guidance. But um, they released a big 22-page thing. I didn't read the actual document, but I read the article about it. And, you know, it's going to be tough, man. It, it's a it's an industry where there's a lot of close contact. Uh, you know, there's love scenes. There's fight scenes. Actors are obviously going to be super at risk, and they're probably really fucking worried. You know, I just it's it's, it's a lot to take in. There's a lot of I mean, you know, it's, it's like a city. You know, when the, these productions there, there's mm-hmm. hospitality, there's catering, there's everything that is involved in like a moving city kind of. And you know, I think we maybe talked about this too. The idea of well, do you quarantine everybody for two weeks in advance of the production, and maybe. then you only hang out with the? I mean, I don't know. All of this protest stuff has really thrown a wrench into this whole idea of social distancing too. Like it really, I mean, obviously it's for real, real, real reasons and stuff, but it really makes you think like. Are people just done with that? Like what? I mean, it's, it's different know. when you're a business and you have to cover your ass and you have to like there's liability and insurance and all that stuff. But yeah, looking, you know, seeing these massive crowds assembling, I'm like, are people just, you know, is, is this is there going to be another? I don't know, man, another spike or what's going to happen it's, next? It's very, very concerning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do know one thing that film crews, you bet your ass are going to have to sign one hell of a waiver, I think, to go back to work. Because they're not going to take any chances with uh, crew members or actors coming after them, you know. Like if someone gets did sick. Did you see that? Did you see that thing Disney put out like for their theme parks? It was like, I don't think it was a waiver per se, but it was definitely something that sort of flies in the face of the magic, you know, <laughs> getaway <Kingdom. laughs> that that is Magic Kingdom, which was enter at your own risk kind of language. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think they're great. opening in July, which is. Uh, I mean, it's in one way they're, I think they're doing it at like a 25% capacity or something. I can't remember the mm. exact number, but you know, if you're brave, it's a pretty good time to go to Disney world if you don't like crowds and lines, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we'll see. That's all very dodgy for me still. I'm just, I'm not there. We've had a couple of, uh, back of the deck hangs with, uh, people, but, um, you know, we're dipping our toe in, but that's about it. All right. Let me see here. Uh, Cheryl Creech uh, Senior, she's a top fan, says, I don't know. I'd be upset if this put theaters out of business. I mean, going to the movies is about more than the film. It's the entire experience. The dark theater, big screen, great sound, popcorn. I'd really miss that. Uh, but some films I'd be cool with seeing at home. So I think she's a, sort of along your lines, which is, you know, go see your big tentpole movies on the big screen and maybe the smaller things you can you can just get by VOD. If that's even a thing. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, you know, and we've uh, there there uh, is a local theater here, and I think it's probably happening elsewhere. Uh, I I can't imagine it's not um, doing these drive-in things, like mm-hmm. where it's uh, the Plaza Theater um, setting up a big screen in the back parking lot, and they've oh, done they a few are. of these. Yeah, and they've done a few of these events where people pull up in their car and they're watching like classic. I think they did a Rocky Horror one. Maybe they definitely did like some parking cool over there is so bad though. How are they working that out? I haven't been, and and then a lot of the restaurants over there that were struggling as well, obviously, are doing like you know yeah. special menus just for the drive-in thing. Um, and I know that a lot of big production companies are talking about doing this for, say, a comedy act, right? Like so, right. instead of like you know going into an amphitheater and sitting, like they're going to do thing. it as a as an outdoor drive-up thing. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. That'd be cool. It's also, it's also like the I don't know. The more you talk about this stuff and say it out loud, the more it's like. God damn! <laughs> like things are really have really heavy. changed really quickly. Um, I mean, we have a great drive-in here in Atlanta, uh, Starlight totally. Drive-in, and I was the other day. I was like, "Oh man, we should totally go to the drive-in." And I looked, and there's nothing playing this worth a shit because there's no movies out. Well, that's exactly right. They would they would really need to ch- like you know adopt more of a cool art house midnight movie totally. classic kind of like uh, yes. formula, which would be second good. run stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they should totally do that. Mm-hmm. Like I think they're. I don't know how many screens are at the Starlight, but if there are four screens, I think they only have two of them open. So, man, they should totally do that. That's a great idea. Classics. Did you see the really prominent featuring of the Starlight in uh, the most recent season of Ozark? There's a massive, like, explosion yeah. car chase situation that takes place there in one of those lots. Uh, it's so yeah. cool. We, uh, we're so cool. Sort of in the last third of the season, but that episode we just watched a couple was that uh spoilers spoilers for ozark in three two one was that the scene where um the the uh the truck gets shot up by the cartel okay yes sir Mm -hmm. yeah that was starlight i thought so all right spoilers over everyone no one dies on ozark ever all right, Melinda Bacalao, <laughs> one of our old pals, says, I'm really bad at looking at my phone, saying, did you see that? Pausing to go pee and that kind of stuff when watching a movie at home. Things I would never do in a theater. Some movies are meant for the big screen. Uh, action movies, Harry Potter, wink, wink. Yeah, that's the thing, man. That second screen, um, you got to, I mean, you know, do what you want. If you're not that into the movie, do what you want. I'm not going to tell anyone how to watch a movie, but there's something to be said for putting that phone away when you're watching a movie at home and really getting into it. <sighs> Are you awake? <laughs> uh, let me see here. Our old friend, the danger oven, Gail Kuntz says it's nice for people who aren't really able to get out, but it'll be bad for theaters, I would think. So for me, they'll have to make going out more enjoyable because other people are really good at ruining movies with a complete lack of respect for the other people around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, which, yeah, you know, for we, sure. Again, again, we talked about the theater thing, too, before, but like really think that it's going to have to migrate more towards like the Alamo Draft House type experience where it's very much like a safe haven for people yeah. that want to see a movie at the theater and not be, you know, annoyed by people that are just casually there who don't really give a shit about the experience. And, yeah. you know, you get that a lot, too, when you go to like, you know, second run theaters. When I say second run, I just mean like the 99 cent type theaters where people sure. are just going to take their kids somewhere to get out of the house, but like mm-hmm. don't really care or respect anybody else that's in the theater um <laughs> Man, I, do they still have those issue. around town not Dollar here theaters? 
Uh, no, I guess not. But it's just something I remember from when I lived in Athens. They still had a couple. And there was one time I went to one and there was literally I, I witnessed this like basically like domestic family disturbance situation where like this dude was like bullying his family and like, you know, just being really loud and crass and just terrible. (sighs) And, uh, it was, you know, again, it's like, it was a super cheap movie theater, like an easy way to like get out of the house, but clearly didn't really care about anybody else that was there. Obviously a garbage person, but I do think that, you know, the cost should, be prohibitive in that I'm not going to casually spend $25, $30 to go see an amazing movie experience in the right. theater, but maybe 30 other people like me and you would do that enough to keep it going. Right. Cause Alamo draft house doesn't show, but like two movies at once or maybe three, they don't have very many screens, but yeah. you're paying for the experience. You're paying for the quality. You're paying for the lack of disturbance, you know? Yeah, totally. Ideally. Uh, All right, I'm going to buzz through a line or two for some more of these, and then we'll move on because I want people to get their say. Uh, Old pal Brian Bissessi says, uh, the theater is my me time, so I can't wait to go back when it's safe. Uh, But in the meantime, I'd love to see new releases at home. But he thinks the $20 uh, price point is too much. Mm. I totally get that. Uh, Josh Owen says, I don't think I could truly enjoy a new release without a $14 Dr. Pepper. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Bill Horton says it would kill the theater industry. Too many people would watch from home. That's a good point. Uh, Kat Giambruno says it depends on the movie. Uh, Giant blockbusters, Star Wars, flicks, Marvel, so much more fun surrounded by fans. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's where I am too, Noel. Some of the stuff I can watch at home, but I still got to get out to the theater and have that communal experience. Totally. And like, you know, those big tentpole Marvel-y type movies, they're so much fun to see on the big screen. And yeah. I, I, I have a really dope home sound system and stuff, but it's not going to match the majesty yeah. that is those, you know, Atmos systems that cost like a $100,000 a speaker, yeah. you know, or whatever. It's just you're paying for that uh, experience. And I think if the ticket prices need to go up, then let it let them go up and just, you know, treat it like going to a concert. You know, treat it like so, a like special special occasion. No, no, maybe like thirty five for like a Ew. really twenty five. You're already paying twenty five, basically, aren't you? For Isn't a movie about that? Yes, there are there well, twenty bucks. I go uh, during the day, and I go to the uh, North DeKalb AMC, and their matinees, my friend, are like. 450 or something ridiculous well well, that place is clearly a drug front chuck i mean it makes no (laughs) sense how that place is even able to exist i have no idea i used to work at that mall (laughs) well well, okay (laughs) back when it was a real mall yeah we got a set we got a very sad mall here in atlanta everyone that's like yeah a third of the shops are still shops right and they're weird shops yeah, they are weird. There's like a paint your own pottery place, and then there's like a weird tabletop gaming place, and then there's this. We talked about this. There's this like um, a furniture store market. where yeah. it's just like everything's just on these pallets with like covered in plastic. It's very like you know, very surreal and creepy. It's probably hard for you to believe that that mall was totally banging in the eighties. It's not hard for me to believe at all, Chuck. It's feel, it still feels very 80s. It feels like one of those new <laughs> 80s. No, just the, the layout of it and like the look of it. It feels yeah, like an 80s totally. mall. Uh, yeah, Trapped in time. Totally that. Uh-huh. All right, so we're going to move on. Uh, I ganked this from the Movie Crushers page from Karen Knox. Karen had a very simple question that I don't even think we've covered. Who are your 
movie crushes, like your actor and actress crushes. Uh, I got a lot of them, man. Surely Kate, we've covered. Kate this. Blanchett is one of my all-time movie crushes. Yeah, I have a very uh, soft spot in my heart for that lovely, talented woman. She has a certain gravitas to her too that like really yes. like doesn't take no shit, you know, like and she's she's tough and she's she not to business. be fucked with, no. No, definitely not. Not to be trifled with. No, she's great. And uh I've talked about my crush on Blake Lively, uh, and Ryan Reynolds for that matter. I have a mm. dual crush on them. Can't so uh let me see here. We're gonna go with Mike Sams. He says, uh Chris uh Captain America. Chris, what's his face? <laughs> I'm blanking out because, yeah, Chris Evans. Evans. So many people just put pictures and not names, so this might be a struggle for me, even though I know who they are. (laughs) Uh, Don Castellano, uh, geez, I always mess up her name. Castellano has uh, RDJ, Robert Downey Jr. Mm -hmm. Uh, John B. McCarty, back in the day it was Jennifer Connelly. Uh, Still an amazing actor and is a person. Yes, and I, I... Dare I say, Jennifer Connelly is more beautiful in her fifties than she was in her twenties. She is a uh, perfection for sure. Have you have you ever seen the movie um, Perfection Phenomena? <laughs> Not we talk about this already. Maybe we did. I, I mentioned Phenomena. I, I, the Travolta I, movie. I, I went, no, it's, this is different. This is called Phenomena with an A. Oh, and it oh, is okay. a Dario. It's a Dario Argento movie. He did Suspiria oh, and all those Giallo slasher films. But it's really interesting. It's like Jennifer Connelly. It's probably just after labyrinth or maybe the same time so she's like that 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 period and it's like it's the most bizarre kind of slasher psychological supernatural horror movie there's a monkey in it there's uh she controls bugs with her mind um they're like a swiss a swiss boarding school there's like donald pleasance's in it it is inexplicably sometimes like it's clearly dubbed but jennifer connelly is obviously american and sometimes it'll just go into these extended periods where people just speak Italian for no reason. Like they forgot to <laughs> dub that section. That's um, great. But I talked about it with my friends uh, on their podcast, Videodrome Cinema, um, that they release every every week, uh, just talking about a schlocky horror movie. And it was a delight. I took all these crazy notes, just like, what the fuck is going on? Why are they speaking Italian all of a sudden? <laughs> all of a sudden, there'll be like an Iron Maiden song that'll come oh, out of yeah. nowhere. Oh, you'd love it, Chuck. You should check it out for sure. I'm totally going to check that out. It sounds right up my alley. Mm-hmm. Good brainless 80s, I guess. Yeah, it would have been early 80s. And, and there's some things about it that are beautiful. I mean, Argento obviously is great at, uh, you know, really gorgeous cinematic kind of like murder. But it's also like really schlocky and the dialogue is awful and the acting is really yeah. suspect. But uh, it's a fun movie. Sounds fantastic. Uh, Randy Rodriguez has a photo of or a, a gif of Jessica Alba that says, come to mama. <laughs> she's in bed. Yeah, Jessica Alba's very pretty, but uh, she doesn't even act that much anymore. She's too busy being rich with her uh, huge what is corporation. It, Honest Brand? Yeah, although she, I think yeah. we talked about this. She might have sold out, but or not sold right. out, but sold it. Uh, let me see. Jana uh, Reifegersta. Reifegersta. Hmm. Hmm. She must be uh, Hawaiian. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Christian Bale. Yeah, Christian Bale's a handsome man. But which, which has, version? Uh, which version well, of Christian Bale? The super skinny, super buff, in between, regular? 
She has a gif and he, he's regular. He's wearing a suit. Okay. I can't quite tell. I don't think that's American Psycho, but he's smiling and he looks very cute in this picture. It's hard for me to get past, though, the whole outburst thing, you know? We're done professionally. <laughs> uh, Cheryl Jones has uh, Keanu Reeves. Yes, very handsome man. He's gotten better looking as he's gotten older, too. Why didn't that happen to me? Oh, man. I, we talked on the last episode or maybe two episodes ago about stoner movies and um, how you weren't really a fan and you never really, you know, got yeah. Bill and Ted or whatever, uh, and how it's sort of a default de facto stoner movie, even though we never actually see them smoking weed. Um, I watched it last night with my daughter and she was just flabbergasted by the whole thing and just kind of like looked at it like like a head cocked <laughs> kind of like this weird like what like, is this? what is this yeah. yeah and the thing that's so funny is they're they're clear they're failing history that's sort of the whole point and the reason they go on this you know excellent adventure and through time but they have really great vocabularies they're always saying ted my excellent brethren you know like how may we for to with you know like, they speak yeah, yeah. like fucking like like Shakespearean type. Yeah, English. that's kind of one of the. Yeah, it's funny. It, it's funny, but it also like I think it must have come out before Wayne's World, and it, they they say excellent a lot, obviously, which they do in right. Wayne's World. Wayne's World, we also watched those a couple weeks ago. Eden loved that those, but Wayne's World much funnier movies, much funnier movies. Oh, yeah? Just gonna say, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Uh, let me see, Chris, uh, Boehm, Bim, Bam. He's he's he parked his car in my garage. He says Laura Herring from Mulholland Drive. Yes, sir. Oh yeah. Uh, Christina oh, yeah. Hend Christina Hendricks for Mad Men. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. uh, Rosario Dawson. Yes, sir. And Elizabeth Shue. Yes, sir. E Bob. I think we are the same person. He has, he has someone else. Simone Misick. Who is that? I'm looking that person up because I don't know who that is. Yeah, she is quite lovely as well. What's uh, the, uh, she's in the Jack the Defenders, Iron Fist, Detective Misty Knight, and Luke Cage. She's very pretty. Yeah, can, we can, can we count TV at all? Am you I, count I have, any have, anyone you got a crush on. I have I have a current uh, TV movie crush, and her name is Sarah Snook or Snook. She plays um, the daughter in Succession, uh, which is Shiv. Shaban Roy is her name. Um, the, the kind of the, the HBO show about like this sort of Rupert Murdoch esque family, like, you know, a jockeying sure. for like who's going to take over. And she is a badass in that show and absolutely uh, lovely as well. Yeah, I just looked her up. Who does she look like? She looks like sort of a Emma Stone adjacent. She Maybe? also looks a little bit like one of my other uh, movie TV crushes of. of past years which was uh the actor that played the daughter the artist's daughter on six feet under uh and she looks oh sure like uh claire yeah well. yeah yeah i had a crush on her redheads man julianne moore same thing um and you know we're objectifying all humans here everyone that's what this bit is all about who's your crush uh brandy mcdonald has josh lucas yeah he's a handsome guy uh, Chris Good has Scar Joe. Yeah, it's hard to argue. Hard to argue with that one. Uh, let me see. Who, uh, our old pal Minal Data has uh, what's that guy's name? It's a it's a picture of him. That uh, Mads Mixon. Mads Mickelson. Mickelson. Yeah, good taste. He has a 
a very sort of Eastern European threatening handsome quality, I think. He is uh, what you would call Whatever. Smold- smoldering. <laughs> He's got smoldering gaze. I'm not sure what threatening handsome means. That sounds bad all of a sudden. Well, he always, you know, he was the villain in uh, Le Chiffre in uh, Casino Royale, the James Bond movie. Uh, he was the, the, the guy that, like, beat. Oh, sure. Dan- What's his name? Uh, Daniel Craig, you know. With James Bond is his name. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. All right. Well, this one had a bunch of likes. Uh, Lee Leonard has old Mila Kunis in there. She is a very pretty woman. And Becca Lou says, I mean, she's probably the most beautiful woman alive. So Becca Lou also chimed in with Chris Pratt. He's very crushable, I would say. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. here's a throwback. Uh, da- our old pal uh, Daisy Christina Abreu. And I don't know if you pronounce it Abreu or Abreu, Daisy, because I've seen it pronounced Abreu, but one of my closest friends, Melissa, she pronounces it Abreu. So either way, uh, you're one of my favorites on this page. And her first crush she posted is none other than Mr. Gene Kelly. And then her last crush is Daniel Day-Lewis. So she's got excellent taste. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. uh, Send us a pronunciation guide. Like with like, you know, with with dashes and like capital letters and like little accent marks or whatever. That's some people do that on their you know, you can do that on your 
Like if I clicked on their Facebook profile, if oh, it's that's open, right, that's right. some people have that stuff, but I don't go through and do all that. I don't stalk my listeners, usually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me see here. Zach Pointer, great taste, my friend. He has uh, Audrey Hepburn, classic, classic beauty, and, and a wonderful woman. Uh, Alexander uh, Toynman. <laughs> How do you pronounce some of these names, Noel? How would you pronounce T-U-Y-N-M-A-N? Toynman? T-U-Y-N-M-A-N. Tune Man. Tune Man. Tune Man. There you go. You're not going to finish that line? Come together with your tunes. Tune me. I'm together with those tunes. R.I.P. Chris Cornell. Another handsome man. Uh, Alexander Toonman says, uh, oh, who is this? It's What's-Her-Face. Who's the one that sings? <laughs> Who's the one that sings? From uh, Les Miserables oh, and... Uh, and uh, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I crush on her, too. Yeah. Another Rosario <laughs> Dawson vote from Juan uh, Nieto. Yeah, is she still with uh, Cory Booker? That's a power couple. I don't know. I hope so. I really like him. And I like her. And I like them together. I do, too. If mm-hmm. She would have been a great first lady. I agree. Or they're not married. I guess she'd just be a, a first GF. Yeah, what happens there? I don't I mean, know. We, we've, we've never had a president with just like a partner, you know, not a Or just wife. straight up single. I mean, surely someone's been single. Well, of course, there was, uh, what's his name, who uh, I think history kind of plainly agrees uh, that he was gay. Uh, oh, geez, who was it? Josh and I talked about on stuff you should know. I can't remember. Moving on. Angela Martin Cluck has uh, old Leo DiCaprio. He's a heartthrob. Tina Cheever, Paul Newman. Very handsome man. Classic. That's my mom's guy. My mom was Paul Newman, Burt Reynolds, and Tom Selleck. Those were her big three. Very mom, 80s mom kind of set of crushes. Tom Selleck's uh, oh, the guy with the mustache, right? The guy with the mustache. Get out now. Hey, you said the one who <laughs> sings, Chuck, okay? I think oh, mine is more descriptive so than yours. So fair. <laughs> Who's the one who sings? What a dick. I am such a dick. Uh, Stephanie Bork has uh, young Brando. Man, he was so handsome. He had a, quite a transformation in his uh, <laughs> appearance over the years. Dashing young handsome man. Crazy old dude. Uh, Dan Maynard has Zoe Deschanel, uh, number one, and has been for a very, very long time. Uh, Barbara Wise has. Wait, was she? The the, she one? wasn't the original manic pixie dream girl, which is a trope that is much despised now. That was actually. I don't know. Uh, what's her I mean, name? Was that Garden State uh, Portman? It was Garden State. Yeah, that was kind of where that one? where that came from with uh, with Natalie Portman, and now our boy uh, Zach Braff, who's in the family with his uh, fake doctors That's real right. friends podcast with yeah. him and Donald Faison, which is awesome. That podcast is my idea. No, no way. Well, I mean, not specifically, but when that office show came out, Office Ladies, sure. I emailed our uh, executives and said, guys, if we don't start trying to get these shows, then we're dumb. Yeah, and they were like, sure. well, who should we do? And I said, get Seinfeld, get Frasier, get uh, fucking Friends, man. If you get two of the Friends. Uh, and they, I did not list Scrubs, but uh, clearly they were, you know, I'm basically saying that I have all the great ideas, Noel, and they owe me money. 
<laughs> well, you know, I'm sure I'm sure it'll all come out on the wash, Chuck. I didn't watch Scrubs, so that's why I don't. Uh, that wasn't. I my loved radar. Scrubs. Loved was it Scrubs. Good? Oh yeah, yeah. Why? I, I you know that was back when you buy DVDs of seasons, and I had all those seasons on DVD that's and would rewatch them. Yeah. All right, let's do a few more of these. Barbara Wise has Idris Elba. Heck yeah, that was a good looking man. Uh, JP Mendez, yes, this is one of my crushes too. Liv Tyler, always had a crush on her. Uh, Clement Scott has uh, Kate uh, Winslet, yes, also a crush of mine. I crush on everyone, Noel. Uh, Peach Pankhurst says uh, Chris and Margot can't go past the Aussies. Aussies, yeah, Chris. Uh, who's uh, who's Thor? Chris, what's his face? Chris, uh, not Evans. He's Captain America. Chris, he is. He's, is it Evans? No, he's Captain America. Thor. Thor. He's a Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth, man. Those Hemsworth. They're so good looking. It hurts. Smoldering. Smolder boys. And then uh, Margot Robbie. She is also a very pretty lady. And all these people are super talented, too. So I know we're fo- focusing on uh, physical attributes, Noel. Uh, who is this? All right. The, Melissa Zarate, this gorgeous man. It is the Mandalorian, whatever that guy's name is. In his Mandalorian suit, though? Because that's, that's <laughs> no. a hard sell. No, he's he's very cute, actually. He's got dimples. Who knew the Mandalorian had dimples? I can't remember yeah. his name, though. He does, he, he does take his mask off once, spoiler alert. No, that's that's not how spoiler alert works. You can't say the spoiler and then do a spoiler alert. Is it a, is it a, is it a spoiler alert to talk about a thing that happens with wardrobe? I think it is. I don't think it's the biggest deal if he takes his mask off and you said that. Okay, cool. Well, we'll we'll let the internet decide what's right. Yeah, because <laughs> the internet knows right to be pilloried. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm taking internet. a big internet break, by the way, starting after we record today because. Uh, I've sort of had it with social media, like in a big way. So I'm going to be, I'm going to do some movie crush stuff, but I'm going to go directly there. Do not pass go. Do not look at my feed. Even though my feed is, you know, I cleaned up my feed in 2012 and got rid of all my dumb high school friends who are, who are morons. But uh, I just, I'm tired of it, Noel. I'm really tired of it. Yeah. Everyone telling each other how to live and how to be, Yeah, just, I'm tired of it. I don't use Facebook at all anymore for that very reason. And like we have some groups from some for some of the shows that are really active and really great. But I've even kind of stopped checking those because they just yeah. get, you know, it's just such a pissing contest a lot of the time. It's like trying to out troll each other. And I just don't find it fun or or in yeah. any way like, you know, functional. So I use Instagram because it's just pictures and it's, you know, the stories are fun and it's usually just like it's for some reason it seems like a more tidy world of social media and i i, I really enjoy it uh much more than facebook all right end of rant end of, end rant. of rant and end of episode noel uh we're at 49 minutes 18 19 20 21 seconds that's your old uh, bit you stopped uh you started rolling way earlier than me i got 48 48 uh i did start and, rolling early and, and and milliseconds that are counting way too fast for me to uh to keep track of no, try and count the milliseconds. I want to hear this. 
Three I can't. I'm trying. I'm looking at it. No. You have smoke can't. coming out of your ears. Stop, Noel. Stop. Save yourself. Thank you. Thank you, Chuck. Thank All right, you. everyone. Thanks for listening. We're only recording one of these today, buddy. So, uh, because I'm just so overloaded this week, I'm recording 10 podcast episodes. Good Lord. What is wrong with me? And we will be back next week. And you and I should knock out a couple of these next week if you're around. Oh, I'm around, baby. Where else are you going to be? around (laughs) all right thanks everybody we'll see you next week bye for more podcasts from iHeartRadio visit the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows this is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.